Welcome back to the Saturday Sports Show. Time now to wrap up the cricket season. Yorkshire have finished and our local leagues have finished as well. It's been a great season for Scarborough in particular, second place in the Yorkshire Premier North. I was joined by John Green yesterday from the Yorkshire Cricket Board and he said that he was particularly impressed by the way Scarborough were run. It appears to be a very, very good side, well led by Pat Roberts this year. Uh, with some very good performances from some of the youngsters coming in, like Braden Schaefer and uh, Young Brown, the uh, the batsman who was actually gone on and played in the futures for Yorkshire, uh, and uh, has done well at that level. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, it's good to see uh, Scarborough. I think Guy Emmett's been a massive, massive influence since he arrived at Scarborough College and getting so many teachers who are cricketers and it's, it's absolutely wonderful what's happened there with the first team, to be yeah. fair, coming second in the Yorkshire League uh, and normally when it gets to the back end of the season, Scarborough struggle, but they got better as the season went on. Yeah, I was going to say, I think a few more weeks and, and they'd really fancy themselves for uh, having a tilt at the title. And there's been, you mentioned uh, Braden Schaefer, I mean, there's a little bit of a United Nations feel there, isn't there? With some of those college students and teachers uh, that Guy has, uh, has managed to get into the side. Um, there's some real talent there as well, isn't there? There's just some talent all over the area, to be fair, uh, this year. There's been some wonderful cricket played. Uh, I'm looking at the talent there with those t- those lads, and you- you're looking at people like Jack Holt and Lyndon Gray who have come uh, through the system at Scarborough. That they're having decent seasons. They've had decent seasons. Uh, I-, I also look at Noah Kelly at Driffield. It's got 800 runs. That's a 15-year-old in the Yorkshire League, which is absolutely awesome. Uh, I look at the uh, the three Atoms and Max Ireland at Flixton. Uh, Affliction have just missed out on promotion to the Premier League this year. Uh, And I I just see some wonderful young cricketers playing at a good standard uh, and really coming to the front. And it's great to see all these youngsters coming through. Uh, And I think with people like John Ward and Guy Emmett in local cricket, I think they are... The, the best thing the, the best thing in cricket at the moment they're putting these teams together they're working hard for the clubs to make these special players even better and giving them good facilities uh, and good opportunities to shine yeah it brings us neatly onto Folkestone and Flixton uh, third spot for them in the Orkin District Premier as you said just missing out on promotion we're talking 26 points um, which is nothing, of course, in, in cricket terms. Um, just missing out to Beverly Town and Sesse. And they've had a tremendous season. And I know you mentioned John Ward, the first team coach. He, he said that uh, he was he was thinking about consolidation, you know, staying up at the start of the season. And he ends up almost steering his side to promotion. Uh, amazing. And as he said, a, a great way of utilising so many young, talented cricketers. Yeah, uh, I watched the last few games Flixton played and uh, I think the last 200, 200 overs that they bowled, I think there was only about 20 overs bowled by non-teenagers. Yeah. 
which which is awesome. Elliot Atten took 13 wickets in the last two games. Uh, his elder brother, Jake, had a quietest season for him. Uh, but he still nearly scored 400 runs. We've got Will Hutchinson and Captain Tom Norman uh, have led the club from the front, actually playing some wonderful cricket. I think Tom's just shot of 800 runs. Will just shot of 600 runs. And I think when you look at people like Pat Roberts and Tom Norman and Ben Gill at Moulton, all three, all those three local sides are very well led by young men in the 20s who really do want the cricket to go well. Uh, and, and it's wonderful, wonderful to see. Uh, I know Tom Norman's the next... Yorkshire schools. Uh, Pat Roberts has played minor counties cricket, and Ben Ben Gill's played quite a lot of cricket in the Yorkshire League for, for SHB. So it's absolutely wonderful to to be able to go around. You can go to North Main Road, you can go to Flixton, you can go to Malton, over the hills to Driffield, Sheriff Upton Bridge. We've got five absolutely top class sides in, uh, in within half an hour's drive to go and watch and that's absolutely wonderful for this area and so many youngsters who were actually leading the clubs forward uh, we've mentioned the Flixton boys you've got to look at uh, John Ward's policy of just putting youngsters in he's put Freddie Gunning and uh, Callum Atten in at 15 years of age to play uh, to play Division 2 cricket and they haven't let him down at all. Palamatan's uh, probably bowled 30 overs, about four and a half and over, which which is awesome, really, for a 15-year-old in at that standard of cricket. So uh, it's just a matter of give the kids a chance and they'll repay you. Absolutely. Uh, with that, and it, it, it's, it's a, uh, that, that and the, the boys at Scarborough, I think Guy has some more tricks up his sleeve to bring some more cricket into the area. And it enhances local cricket when we have these kids coming in from all over the world. They actually put the, the playing for the town that they live in. The people that guys brought in uh, to teach are living in Scarborough. So I don't think Scarborough as a club, first team, has never had as many people living in the town who played for the club, but for the club first team. And it's, it's, it's good to see. Uh, with it and the, the yeah yeah it's good to see the hard work done over the years by everybody uh, but I think Guy's just taking it to another level as John Ward has with the first team this year at Flixton I think they're absolutely wonderful uh, and it's that little bit extra you get off the field with a bit of advice from both uh, Wardy and Guy that is making a difference on the field rather than just uh uh, sitting back and waiting, waiting for stuff to happen, it happens. Uh, but no, good to see. Absolutely. Uh, North Yorkshire, South Durham, of course, always a, a very high level up in the northeast. Uh, Whitby again holding their own in the second tier at the first division there, uh, finishing in the top four, one of the best finishes possibly that that, that they've had uh, full stop. Uh, and yeah. Kai Morris, another young captain. Yeah, Kai Morris came to our. Uh, Joe Lum and Lord Tavner's system uh, and him and his brother Finn are both wonderful cricketers and we see up there Mike Stones has done a wonderful job with their junior system. Mike's 
getting 80, 90 children in the field at uh, the Turnbull ground every Friday for coaching. I think Kai's obviously doing the same as Tom Norman and uh, Pat Roberts in Bean. He's leading his club with passion and pride and uh, doing a great job. That that league is it's, it's similar with the same standard as what Flixton Malton are playing in. And I think uh, with they just good luck, just keep keep on playing well. Uh, the youngsters are there. There's a young, Kai Morris's younger brother Adam has played some wonderful cricket uh, this year for the region. He had two or three fifties. He really does give the ball a good whack. Uh, we're looking at a lad Evan Chapman at Flixton who has been the leading wicket taker for Yorkshire under 12s this year, and, and looks. Uh, an absolute superstar, possibly pushing first team back end of next year, probably the year after. But it's uh, these quality youngsters being in quality clubs. Uh, they don't have to travel to West Yorkshire to play good cricket now. They can stay in their own, own uh, towns and villages and absolutely uh, not the travelling because years ago uh, the better players in this area always had to travel to play to a good standard. But but that, that, that it is good to actually be able to go and watch this cricket every week and see these boys do it. But no, well done, Kai. In Whitby, I think it's been, uh, uh, like you say, a good season for all these young captains involved with local cricket. Yeah, absolutely. You, you mentioned Kai's brother as well, uh, Finn, who has had a superb season. Um, he's really stood out in a very strong league with the bat and with the ball as well. He's even taken wickets as well. Um, he's a very highly rated player at that, that level. Yeah, Finn, as always, I can remember coaching Finn when he was a seven-year-old boy when we first started 16 or 17 years ago, coaching kids. And uh, he never had any self-belief, but I think growing up with cricket among good good cricketing people. He's got that self-belief now and he is one of the uh, the better youngsters in, in the area, to be fair. Uh, and uh, having that pride for playing for your hometown club or your own club where you've grown up and played a lot of cricket and actually being able to play rep cricket from sort of 11 right through to 17, that that gives the kids that extra little bit of an edge when it comes to playing uh, good quality league cricket. Um, yeah, good. And the younger the younger brother, Evan, is another one who's uh, got that little bit of X factor as well. So, uh, uh, talented family. That's John Green from the Yorkshire Cricket Board. When we come back with John, we're going to be talking about the Scarborough Beckett League. <laughs> Welcome back to the Saturday Sports Show with me, Andrew Snaith. Let's return to my interview with John Green, the voice of cricket in Scarborough, looking ahead to tonight's uh, third game in the Ashes series, and, and one that England must win. We're anticipating a few changes, if our reports are anything to go by. And we started talking about opening batsmen, uh, hacking back to the days of Alastair Cook 
and Andrew Strauss. Uh, John thinks there hasn't been anything for some time to approach that kind of quality, and he liked to look back on some of the brilliant players we had from yesteryear. No, it, it's quite worrying. You look at great partnerships in cricket over the years. Uh, we had Boycott and Edridge in the early 70s who uh, were good, and once we didn't have them, we, we suffered. You look at the Pakistanis with Wazim Akram and Wakayounis as an opening bowling attack. Deadly bowlers. And, and the Pakistanis suffered for a long time after they went. You look at McGrath and Warren and with the Aussies. Oof. The Australians took 10 years to get over those two uh, not being about anymore. They had some very good players came in, but they just hadn't got that X-factor quality and consistency day in, day out. And I think that's where we're, we're looking at the moment. Uh, there are some blooming good youngsters. There's, like, like I said before, there's young Yates down at, uh, at Warwickshire, but these are the lads that were scoring. I think he got 600 last year in the county championship. We've, we've just got to try and back them those people and give them a go. Let's just see what they can do. You don't have to do anything flash. You just have to keep the bowlers out and uh, everybody else plays better once you've kept the ball, once you've got rid of the new ball. Unfortunately, it's the batsmen at four, five and six that are having to get rid of the new ball. Mm. Uh, and that puts a different em- emphasis on a test match. When you're 150 all out in the first innings of a test match, you've got an awful lot of 20 wickets for your bowlers to take to win the game. is a massive ask when you've only got 10 wickets left yourself should we have, to bat should again. We, should we have batted first in that first test, John? Looking at that pitch, would you have batted Well, to be fair, Mel, yeah, I think I would probably. I think you look at... Uh, Brisbane, historically, it's a blooming hard place to win test cricket, uh, or it has been for ourselves. But, uh, yeah, you get everybody, you'd have hoped that, that somebody would have clicked early on. But, you, you, like we say, you're always behind the nine ball if you don't, uh, if, 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 you cha- if, if you happen to chase a big score. Uh, You've got to rely on the quality in your side, which which is basically Root. Mm. Uh, Stokes, who hadn't played a lot of cricket. It was a very difficult one with not getting any practice as well, wasn't it, to be fair to with the England management. Uh, what do you do when you've only had... This is a recurring thing, though, isn't it, John? When England well, well, abroad, basically, the, the, this happens. It is abroad. I, I'm, I'm not sure. The scheduling for Test cricket is so tight that we're trying to get that much cricket into the world over a 12 month period and we just cannot prepare teams to go abroad uh, unfortunately we haven't got the skill sets that we have in this country when we're abroad I know that that's a cop out other countries can say the same we have an awful lot of people learn the trade in England from the West Indies, from uh, the Asian countries, the Australians. A lot of them have been over here at uh, Labashang 
he, he was at Glamorgan learning his trade. We had Travis Head, had two half seasons with Yorkshire, learned his trade. Uh, our players just don't seem to be uh, doing that now, but it, it is a hard old game to learn, especially away from home. Uh, I'm just quite concerned about the 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 top order. Like we we said at the start of the SES series, we are going to be in uh, a position with our test team. Uh, we're reasonably confident at home, but I, I do worry when we lose uh, Jimmy Anderson and Brody uh, when they decide to hang the boots up eventually for a well-earned rest. Mm. I mean, uh, there though, John, because I think that we have depending on if we look after them, and, and Joffre Archer is an example of us probably not looking after our, our seam bowlers as we should have done a couple of years ago where he was over yes. quite a lot. Um, but I do think we have some quality coming through in terms of the seamers. We've mentioned Chris Walks, obviously overseas at his pace, and particularly in Australia. Um, mm. That's not necessarily his game, but he might be the one to come in and swing the ball as Anderson does. Yes, um, I'm not that concerned about that side we've mentioned Joffre Archer Mark Wood um, mm. there does seem to be a battery of good young seam bowlers Ollie Stone um, there's a few coming through there's Matthew Fisher at Yorkshire to be fair yeah you're looking at these the only problem we have with our young fast bowlers is keeping them on the field getting overs under the belts uh that, that, that's the worrying part. No, Ollie Stone, I think he's got a, a big back problem again. Mm. Fish bowled beautifully at Scarborough last year, and he's bowled well at the end of this last uh, last season in the UK. Uh, like we say, we've we've just got to uh, get that firepower, but it has to be consistent. Uh, like we've said with Jimmy Anderson and uh, Brady, we, we've just got to try and get that consistency week in, week out when we're playing test cricket. Mm. We've done very well to look after those two bowlers. Uh, I look at some of the... We've probably asked too much of some of these younger kids now who are coming onto the block. Why are they always breaking down? That's a massive question we've got to ask. Uh, Matthew Fisher was 15 when he made his debut for Yorkshire. Uh, the world at his feet, he's 24 now and uh, he's been on the physios table for a while. Uh, still a wonderful cricketer, wonderful cricketer, but uh, I just hope we can get the best out of him when he gets a go in the next three or four years. Yeah, indeed. I was going to say, we, we can we can sit and talk cricket for hours, but I'm just going, yes, to, I'm just going to wrap things up, John. And what I'm going to say is, um, is it about time, we've mentioned the county championship system over here, is it about time that we maybe copy the Australians with their Sheffield St- Shield competition with just a few elite teams at the very top playing a really high quality of cricket and preparing players for test matches like that rather than, you know, a thinner spread of things across two divisions of 18 maybe just have one elite competition they can package it how they want um, just as they did with the, the 100 and everything and they can call it different regions and whatever they want to do but is it about time we have something elite for the for the longer form of the game? I think we've got to do and we've got to be able to look after these elite players uh, a cricket is only have a short light at lifespan 
to make good money. So uh, it's, it's like we say, if you get a chance of going away to an IPL or a Pakistan Premier League or any of these, and you can earn a year's money, well, more than a year's money for a fortnight to a month's work, it's got to be tempting for any young family, mm. uh, young young cricketer. But we've got to probably look at cutting it down to maybe six regions. I, look, I've loved county cricket, but I think that's something has to give. We're uh, trying to get a gallon in the pint pot at the moment. It just isn't working. No, indeed. With it, but I, w- I would say if we want to compete with India, Australia over the next 20 years, we can't keep running along with a model that we've got at our in our domestic season no. with it. And I think some of our youngsters possibly have to go and play in the foreign climes a little bit more to get that experience when they're playing away from home. We, I remember 30-odd years ago, we had a massive uh, rush to find a quick bowler. There was competitions all over the uh, all over the place to find a quick bowler, and I think now we've got to probably look at finding spin bowlers yeah. uh, in, in the system. Uh, there was people going to Edinburgh with their speed guns, uh, out clocking people and it brought a lot of people who were playing lower standard cricket who moved up the system a little bit. I don't think anybody actually broke through into the test team or the county stuff, but uh, we've just got to keep looking uh, and uh, looking after the uh, the kids once we've got them to that standard and make sure they have this look at the Aussie model and work off that basically, see what the Indians are doing with their better cricket and we've just got to learn off these people uh, how to provide quality environments for them to learn and play test cricket again we're absolutely brilliant at the T20s, at the 50 overs we're the best, well the white ball cricket I think we're the best in the world you just look at how many people we have who can play for England that are in all these, uh, the Big Bash, the IPL, wherever there's the tournament, the majority of these uh, overseas stars are now English. But we're on top of that. We just have left the test side uh, go on a simmer for five years. It's probably going to take us five years back now. Yeah. Um, is is the, just a final question? Is the on, and the only difference I can think of, other than the fact that we you know we're we're throwing money at the one hundred and all this business and the gimmicks and everything, is the big difference though the leader in charge there because the limited oversight have a tremendous captain, don't they? I think when you look at Morgan as captain of that, he's an inspiration on the field. Mm. I think what we've got, like we've got two of the best bowlers we've ever had. Uh, I do think at times that Joe Roots, uh, the captaincy, games can get away from him at times. Uh, And I would think after this Ashes series, I can see there possibly been changes there. 
Uh, ben Stokes is being muted on the internet a fair bit today. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Do we do we we don't need to have an inspirational leader now, rather than uh, we've got to make things happen in these games. And I think Stokes is possibly the man to take us forward uh, with that, as long as we can keep him fit as well uh, with that. But uh, we haven't got uh, the top order batsman. I think Ben Stokes is probably our only choice now. I, I would say so. Um, yeah. John, and also, um, unlike, say, Joss Butler, who's done the vice-captaincy role um, recently, um, he's he's somebody who would you, you would say is guaranteed a place in the team if he's fit, whereas you wouldn't say that's necessarily the case for Butler at the moment. But also England, the last two captains, it just feels like they've they've just picked their best batsman. And they haven't been natural leaders. You know, Alistair Cook was a tremendous batsman, um, one of the very best ever, but he, he wasn't an amazing captain, was he? It was a bit like your school teams when I was growing up in the 70s. The best player was always the captain. Mm. And it, it, I think, and no disrespect to Morgan, I see, oh, he, we certainly got better players than him, but he actually galvanised, he is the gaffer. Mm. Uh, I can imagine it's quite a hard job for Jura when you've got Jimmy Anderson and Brady there who mm-hmm. um, have so much knowledge um, as bowlers and know what they want. Uh, I think there's a place for for, for one, one of them as a mentor to the bowlers yeah. eventually uh, coming through because they've got that much knowledge. But I agree. I, I think Morgan, it looks like he's going to carry on as the ODI captain. Uh, and if he's with that cricket, it, it's gone after 50 overs. The, the quality we have in depth, it does make it quite a lot easier to captain than captain in the side that is struggling over five days. Uh, that that is that is the main point with the with the odd to But we we don't seem to panic in those games. Somebody comes out of the traps and. There are hundred after ten overs. We seem to be able to claw a game back well uh, in the test matches. If we've had a bad session, we've lost the test match. But yeah. the ODI stuff, I think, uh, the quality of stuff we play domestically, uh, the country's behind it. Well, the country's always behind England. You, you, we saw that when Stokes he got beat <coughs> uh, one at Edinley. So, uh, but we 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 we'll probably just have to just keep working uh, to just get the, the get the, get the quality there in the players and just uh, back them. Uh, but look, the ODI stuff we've got that off. I think Trevor Bayliss did a wonderful job setting that up. If you look at how poor we were. At the ODI stuff in the 2015 World Cup, we were shouldering arms to the first four overs. After four overs of some of these games with people like Jason Roy and Johnny B, we probably 40 or 50 runs on the board. So uh, we, we have changed the ethos on that, and that has changed right through all the uh, domestic <coughs> domestic cricket. You've just got to look at the, the amount of different counties that win the... Uh, the T uh, the uh, T20 competition, yeah. uh, 
and the, the amount of top quality cricket that's played in that, we've just got to try and replicate that in county stuff. And I think you're probably right, maybe just six regions. Yeah. It's probably the way I put Well, shooting myself in the foot here, but I think that's probably, I think if, if it's a national team, if that's the way we're going to go forward, that's probably uh, probably a good shout. That's John Green from the Yorkshire Cricket Board looking ahead to tonight's third Ashes test. Remember, it starts at 11.30 our time in the evening. If you're still up, if you're still in any condition to listen in uh, or watch indeed, uh, do enjoy it and hopefully England can mount a fight back. When we come back, we might well be talking about that as well as the football as well. Here on the Yorkshire Coast, it's uh, Paul Connolly and Charlie Hopper joining me for a festive chat. <laughs> 